Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week we're talking all about the new announcements from Gamescom 2021, including a reboot of Saints Row, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Cult of the Lamb, Shredder's Revenge, Lego Star Wars, Death Stranding Director's Cut, and so much more. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. They're making a fitness boxing anime. Excuse me? They're making a fitness boxing anime. Excuse me if I'm wrong. I don't think my ears are working properly right now. Did you say they're making a fitness boxing anime? Yes. Based on the hit Nintendo Switch game that I love. Fitness boxing. And fitness boxing 2, rhythm and exercise. (laughs) A game that you willed into existence is getting an anime. Did you will that into existence? Actually, I'd never have imagined in my wildest fever dreams that fitness boxing would be getting an anime. <laughs> okay, now this is one for the history books. Uh, 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 well-known franchises can barely get s- some animations, but fitness boxing did? Yeah, I guess, well, it's going to be a short-form show, I think, so they're going to be like shorts. Mm-hmm. But it's like, apparently it's a, what do the fitness boxing instructors do after they're done instructing for the day? And I guess the episodes, it might be like five minutes and it's going to premiere, I think, in October I was reading. But I was just, I, I saw that news article today and I was like, they're making a fitness boxing anime. That's the most unexpected news thing I've seen all week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of, I, I, out of all things to be announced, I did not expect that to be one of them. I agree. With, I agree with that. I wonder what streaming service it's going to be on. I'd love to watch the fitness boxing anime. Maybe Nintendo will post it on their like YouTube channel like they do with some of the other like animated shorts, like the, the old Kid Icarus ones or whatever. I guess that's something to be excited about. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we do have a lot of things to be uh, interested in. At the very least in this week, there's, there's quite a lot of news because we've had Gamescom, but... To start us off here, you're listening to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, our weekly podcast gaming adventure where Gamescom is here, as well as a few other things, and uh, yeah, you'll listen and you'll hear. (laughs) As usual, I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Robert, how have you been this week? I've been great because I'm finally playing a game and I'm having so much fun with it. Oh, what you playing? Oh, I'm playing uh, that uh, Ghost of Tsushima, the director's I cut. I love that game. I, I, I'm replaying that myself. <laughs> the director's cut. Uh, I want to know why. Curious. Is, is that a coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. No, it, it's it's real good, and I'm glad you're finally getting to try that out. Uh, talk about just the most wild, lush, like seamless experience in, in a game I've played in a long time. Oh, yeah, like, we'll, for sure, after this, we'll for sure be having a whole episode dedicated to it. Yeah, like, I think the plan on the podcast is to update as we go playing Ghost, but eventually to have a spectacular episode, kind of like the Fall Guys spectacular, except it'll be a Ghost of Tsushima um, spectacular. So, yeah, we're, we're both playing that I'm, I'm going through the second time doing some of the new content you're you're going through the first time you're really liking it so that makes that's awesome <laughs> uh so i'm glad to hear that you've been enjoying that 
Uh, me, myself, I've been really busy, so I haven't gotten to play as much as I've wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we start on news this week, I've been thinking. There's a new Metroid Dread trailer, and you know how that's like a probably my most anticipated game of the year? Yeah, it's one of the biggest games, I think. I mean, most anticipated of all time. Yeah, it could very well be, because I've always wanted a sequel to Fusion. Now, I've not watched the new trailer. I was thinking, and compare it to the Spider-Man trailer. We've both seen the Spider-Man trailer. I did see the Spider-Man trailer. Now, when is it time to just stop watching a trailer for something you're really looking forward Um, to? Metroid's coming out in, like, six weeks, I think. (laughs) I'm like, do I watch the trailer? My initial take on that is usually trailers are fine, especially the first one, but... Even te- I think a teaser is better. Teasers don't give as much information, and you know it gets you hyped for it. A trailer can spoil you. If it, it all depends on the studio who's making the trailer in the first place and not spoil it. But um, the one thing I would avoid even looking at, even searching, even going to, if you're hyped for a certain example, is like Spider Man. I don't think the first trailer kind of like spoils it maybe a little bit there's the surprises to get you hyped for it but i think some things that maybe quote-unquote spoilers i think have been confirmed for a while but i would avoid like the toy section at a target or walmart because stuff like that can spoil the movie i think what in like endgame had like major spoilers because some of the toy products had like certain you know moments that are in the movie that are towards yeah. the end and like that could spoil I it think for there somebody was a pop that got released mm-hmm. for uh infinity war the first infinity war yeah that got released like a week before the movie came out and that had a spoiler and there was a toy for masters of the universe revelation that was a big spoiler about two weeks before the show even came yeah out. i would avoid like merch that's the one thing i would say avoid because for some reason even though they're not supposed to spoil this stuff. For some reason, they'll still have it ahead of time. Especially, example is for Spider-Man. I can guarantee you there's at least a week before that movie comes out, or even months prior, there will be some type of toy that's going to spoil it. It feels that way. But um, <laughs> it's funny because I was watching the making of The Mandalorian Season 2 finale, uh, which was a new special on Disney Plus uh-huh. uh, last night. And... Without saying the actual spoiler, they actually managed to keep that under wraps using all kinds of magic and mayhem to keep it under wraps. And I was very impressed with that. But I don't think, you know, most companies go that extra mile just to keep something so, like, wild under wraps. But, yeah, yeah, definitely merch is, like... Yeah, merch... I think up to two. If you if you watch the second trailer, I think it's just a remix of the first trailer. But if you watch the third one, I always feel the third one might have a spoiler yeah. in it. I, I say keep it one trailer and then stay away from the merch to avoid spoilers. And also, if you could go back in time and unsee the Batman v Superman trailer, which does spoil like the whole entire movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a different topic oh. entirely. What if there's a... Yeah. Uh, trailers that spoil movie slash games? That would be such an interesting topic. I think I'm going to stay away from the Metroid Dread trailer, mm-hmm. whatever the new one is. I think we're close enough to where this event game that I've been waiting for for as long as I have, I should just chill with, like, curiosity when it comes to the trailers. I mean, I've already seen something I kind of wish I hadn't seen from a trailer that premiered for it, like, two weeks ago, so I will... I'm just going <laughs> to... I will say this. I remember I didn't see Endgame for, like, two weeks it was 
two weeks after the movie came out. I don't know. I saw Infinity War the day it came out, but Endgame, I did not see it for like two weeks. But surprise, surprise, I never got spoiled. I never did. You were quite lucky. Until the last second. The moment before I went in the... I went to go watch the movie. Like, it was the day I'm going to go watch it, and I'm on my way to the theater to watch it. I saw something that made spoil. I was just like, I hope this is fake, and it was. And I was like, I was spoiled. Hear me out. I went and saw Force Awakens in 2015, uh, the first showing. And if I hadn't, Mm -hmm. the first thing I would have seen on my Facebook messages was a spoiler for... (laughs) A big spoiler for Force Awakens. So oh, man. It's like, when it comes to like things like Star Wars, it's like, I gotta be there first because I don't want the surprise ruined. So. Yeah, I agree. Whew. Trailers and spoilers, stop it. <laughs> stop <laughs> ruining surprises. Anyway, we got a few surprises this week. Um, in addition to Gamescom, which didn't have all too many, but still has some things worth talking about. Um, Quake got remastered for pretty much everything mm-hmm. and there's going to be a next gen update it's getting all the dlc comes with it it's a ten dollar purchase there's a new dlc in it i believe uh yeah this seems like it was a really good deal like this is a really good deal and i'm I'm looking forward to getting it at some point yeah agree this is the one that they just shadow dropped right yeah it was shadow dropped at QuakeCon. Yeah, okay, so I I have been interested in playing that one, but I don't know if... Because Quake was that multi... Quake had a multiplayer, right? It was one of the very, like, early yeah. multiplayer, like, kind of, like... I actually never knew it had a single player. Yeah, I, I, I mean, single player, I think I, I I knew about it a little bit, but I also, I mostly heard because of the... It was sort of, like, the first Team Fortress game. It was, like, the very early on, like... Because, like, Halo, I mean, what's before even, like... It's an arena shooter. Quake, yeah, and then Halo, and, like, it's basically that type of game. There's those types of, like, multiplayer games. Now, this does look like a re- like they really put the effort into making it look nice, and they're going to do the free next-gen upgrade and all that. I fully trust id Software after Doom Eternal. Whatever they touch seems to be magic. <sighs> I mean, I've played Doom think... 1 and 2 as, as arcade, because they are, they're still fun. I think Doom Eternal's, like, the standard's, like, 15 bucks on PlayStation. And I'm very tempted. I'm very tempted to buy it. (laughs) Even without the DLC, that's it's such a good game. The DLC just elevates it, but the DLC has a very distinct way it wants you to play through, as we've talked about on the show before. The DLC demands that you use different things that you might not have used in the campaign, Mm -hmm. and it's not quite as seamless in that. But if you keep playing the DLC, it'll it'll get to the point where it's second nature. Mm -hmm. But uh, Quake. And speaking of Doom, they released the Slayers Collection on Switch. Now, 1, 2, 3, and 64 and 2016 were already on there, but you can get them as, like, a bundle now. So every bit of Doom should be on the Switch. So <laughs> Another thing that got revealed this week is Skyrim's 10th anniversary. It's getting a next-gen release, which means there'll finally be a 60 frames version without having to have, like, a mod to it. Now, I've never <laughs> played Skyrim, interestingly enough. Me neither. I've never played Skyrim. Everybody seems to love Skyrim, but uh, it, uh, <laughs> it being a free update is kind of cool because if I can get a PS4 copy for real cheap, then maybe I'll be able to play Skyrim. But it's not, like, super interesting to me. I mean, think uh, 10 years. That yeah, was, that was 2011. <laughs> yeah, that's 2011. PS3. That was, like, even, like, the late lifespan of the PS3. That was almost at the end point. And I remember hearing about all the bugs and glitches in Skyrim and thinking maybe they should have saved this for next gen back in the day. But no, they, they've had a they've had a next gen version. But I, was saying, I don't think it's because that game's been 
been in so many generations. I think this game's been just been ported to so many consoles. That's I think so that's many the things. One. Yeah, it's not that it's it's that old. Like oh, ten years it seems that old, but it's like oh, not really. Like it's end of the PS3, beginning of PS4, and it, it just realistically it should be just PS4 and PS5 games, very barely yeah. playable on PS3. But I think it's just been ported on everything at this point. I mean, I have an unopened uh, copy of Skyrim on the Game and Watch. Uh, mini from nintendo just uh wait waiting to be played <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> imagine if actually it actually don't have the game and watch mini <laughs> imagine if it was on the game and watch they could do it i mean you can run doom in a car on a fridge that's true i mean i've seen doom run on a calculator there's a lot of things doom can oh, run on i i think i've seen that too so skyrim is the new you can run doom on anything i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway there's not been a huge amount of news, but we did have Gamescom. Now, this year's Gamescom was different because opening light live, we we did not watch live because mm-hmm. I've been really busy. We're actually recording this podcast a little later than usual. Uh, so, first things first, it was an interesting experience watching the VOD of this on the Game Awards YouTube channel because mm-hmm. we kept getting ads. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you were going to bring this up, but yes. Uh, of course, I'm gonna bring this. <laughs> and it's like we gotta have like an episode title. An hour and fifty minute video, so uh, there was no doubt we're gonna get at least an ad. But there is at least four ads, and there were different. Yeah. They're at different moments too. So I would get an ad, but you wouldn't. So you would have to wait for me to finish the ad and be like, "I'm getting an ad. Hold on, I'm getting an ad. Pause, pause. I'm getting pause an ad. It. What time are you on? Like we have to always ask what time we're on to see we're in. Like we're always in the to same sync time. Up, yeah. yeah. Usually we watch these things live, but I was very busy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there was the ads that just happen in the game awards. Like sometimes there'll be an the ad Red for Bull. a mobile game or for some DLC. Yeah. Red Bull ads, of course. That's the one that <laughs> at least I remember. Yeah, there's always a Red Bull ad. Anyway, there was some game announcements to be had. Uh, the first was one of the bigger ones, I think. Saints Row is getting a reboot from Deep Silver. Mm-hmm. It looks. Like, they're upping the game, I guess, with Saints Row, because Saints Row has always felt to me like maybe the double-A but with heart version of, say, a Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of clamor for the second one, a, a game in the style of the second one. This seems to be more in line with the third one, but it does have a very colorful presence. It does seem like the world is going to be big. I heard there was like nine districts or something in the city. And thankfully... I've played Saints Row 4, and it was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad they're kind of dialing it back for this, because Saints Row 4 is just kind of... It, there's Jumping the Shark, and then there's Saints Row 4. So, <laughs> to me, what they showed of this looked pretty cool. I don't know. I've never played Saints Row, so I can't really have any input on this. I'm not a Saints Row fan, but I'm not, a, I guess, a hater of it. It's like, if you're a fan of it, and this is like... If this looks good to you, then I'll more power to you, but... The only thing I think I didn't like about Saints Row was just how, uh, how I guess the characters look, and not even like like the men are really just like their forearms are like massive. It just looks yeah, it has a very like yeah unique art style to it. Yeah, um, it's not meant to look super realistic, mm-hmm. but I would say for someone who's not played it, think GTA, but maybe. Not quite as refined as your, say, your Rockstar open world, but it's got a lot of, like, over-the-top action. It's Mm -hmm. almost like a, it's almost like a parody of GTA. Okay. And you, like, create a character, at least in in 4 you do, and in 4 you end up, like, I don't know. The thing I always remember about Saints Row 4 is that there was a 
a ragdoll mode where you just went all ragdoll physics and you could just leap over buildings and your character would just be spinning around and there and you got points for it legitimate missions where you just ragdoll around the city blowing things up i mean that's yeah. saints row 4 that, if that's saints row then okay hopefully it stays true to that nature of just being an over-the-top yeah. open world game not taking itself yeah, too seriously. it's serious. got a cast of characters yeah. that you follow through the story but this one looks like it could be fun. I've wanted to try Saints Row the Third remastered for a long time now, but I've just not gotten around to it. I don't have too much time right now for a, for another big game. So, hey, we'll keep up with Saints Row as the news keeps trickling out. Here's something I totally forgot about. Marvel Midnight Suns. And what a trailer, right? <laughs> I mean, the trailer alone, I don't know what was going on, but I was hyped for it. The trailer did it justice. It definitely made me hype. It was cool to see some of the characters that they showed there. Uh, they showed, like, Wolverine and Blade. But then we get to the developer. There's nothing wrong with the developer. Mm-hmm. But they develop XCOM, and this is going to be a tactics game. And that... kind of know how I feel about a tactics yeah. game. <laughs> um, I was I was hyped for it. And I'm thinking, like, oh, this could be something crazy. But when you told me it was a tactics game, I was like, okay, my hype has... no longer existing it's like it's gone away yes and and there's no problem with the tactics game Mm -hmm. there's no problem with XCOM. they're really good games but they're not exactly my cup of tea yeah Um, i agree it's like a (laughs) project triangle strategy i remember when we talked about that and i was really just upset that it was a tactics game Mm mm-hmm or Metal Slug Tactics looking really cool, oh. and then oh, it's a tactics game. Nah, that was I was so I was so heartbroken right there. I was like, yeah, oh, that's one of my favorite trailers. <laughs> such a good animation, but it's a tactics game. I'm like, I can't, I can't do those yeah. games. So will I get Marvel Midnight Suns? It's a maybe, but I'm gonna have to like see if there's an easy mode or mm-hmm. see. Yeah, I mean, I can do a tactics game, and I have, but man. <laughs> Not my favorite. <laughs> Halo Infinite. Halo. Straight into Halo Infinite. <laughs> but uh, Halo Infinite, I think this is just for the story. The beta should be, for the MP should already be out. I mean, most people are playing it already. Oh, yeah. It was. It has been out, right? The yeah, beta? I'm pretty sure. the Because the, they're treating the multiplayer as its own thing. And honestly, that's, that's kind of... It's fine. That's kind of good. I think that's honestly pretty good. Because if you can separate the MP from the, from the story, because obviously... Halo's story is honestly like I remember I used to play Halo just for the story. I did not used to play Halo for the MP, but the MP was fun for a while. But it being free to play, honestly, is also pretty. I always say that's pretty great as well. The multiplayer. That's what most people gravitate to nowadays: a free to play game yeah. for their multiplayer. Because then because they could keep updating it with more items and yeah. more events. And it's probably more enticing than microtransactions being inside of a game you already paid the x yeah. amount of money for yeah that that not uh yeah. <laughs> 60 dollar every year for uh, just for the multiplayer and you have to do that every year it's kind of gone the way of the dinosaur not that i gravitate towards a, a multiplayer game but like i can see why the free-to-play games are very attractive offers to people mm-hmm. yeah because you like i said you you get a game for free and then when you buy a, a, a game in sixty dollars, but then it tells you, "Oh, buy this skin and then buy the season pass," you're just like, "I already paid sixty bucks for this game. I'm not buying it." But yeah. free to play game, oh, just buy this season, buy this skin. The skin is only 
this ten dollars a season pass is only nine dollars or whatever you're just like oh this you know I, I didn't pay nothing for this so might as well you know go all out and get the season pass or do it like fire team elite which seems okay where your season pass is purely cosmetic and all gameplay updates are free to everybody i mean what i'm hearing <laughs> Think think about it honestly. Now think about it like this: If you paid a sixty dollar game plus a DLC, that's at least a hundred dollars. I, I I can tell you that they're gonna add forty dollars to that for the season pass or whatever. So you're yes, looking at a hundred, yeah, a hundred dollars, right? Now let's mm-hmm. look at a free to play game, and each season is only like ten bucks each season, or even like every year. And that's like, if you want the seasons, yeah. Even. That's if you want them. You can skip a season and not even play. You're like, oh, I really don't like anything yeah. this season. So it's if you really want this season, I guarantee you, once you spend that $100, you'll be like five years into that game. I guarantee it. And additionally, if you don't want to buy a season, unless there's some kind of pay-to-win mechanic, which I would not <laughs> want to play a free-to-play game with a mechanic like that, then the season should just be cosmetic anyway. So yeah. If you're into the gameplay style of what you're playing, go for it by all means. Getting off topic, but Halo Infinite this is basically yeah, for yeah. the story. We're, we're looking at uh, the story a little bit. Yeah, um, and it's going to be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So if you're into that, and I'm assuming a lot of people who have the Series X are, are on Game Pass because it's a tremendous value, um, you're going to get this when it comes out in November, I believe, correct now they said? Yes, I think or they sometime just this holiday? Uh, yeah. pushed it. It was supposed to launch, but they didn't. They pushed it back a, a whole another year. So, yeah, uh, launch November. They just basically give an update that it's still planned for that uh, holiday season this year. New Elite controller they announced with it. Ooh, and did you hear about the new limited edition console? Yeah. The, also, surprise, <laughs> surprise. It also has a console tie-in with the uh, with the game release. Oh man, the news cycle of Halo Infinite. We've been talking about this game for over a year now. <laughs> yeah, it should have been out. That's crazy that it already technically, theoretically, should have already been out. Yeah, I hope when it comes out, it's good for the Halo fans. Yes, They've I hope it is. Been waiting good. a while. At least the multiplayer could be, you know, good, and they could last them a good three to five years. That's a good lifespan for a multiplayer game. Next up. Cult of the Lamb. This is from Devolver. Now, I like this. <laughs> this is not Isaac, but it seems this like is it not Isaac. Be, but it seems yeah, like it's it, gonna be it, Isaac. It has a similar vibe and a mm. similar art style to Isaac. It also looks like it has very similar gameplay, except instead of two D, it has almost like a two point five D aspect to it. It's not isometric, but it is you know top down like Isaac. A few things kind of put me off from what I'm seeing, such as this like building element but i'm thinking maybe that's just the hub world yeah if this is a roguelike i hope that's just the hub world and you just customize your like hub world and i hope that's Mm -hmm. not actually part of the actual gameplay yeah i'm not a big like this is kind of why i don't want to play tribes of midgard anymore because it's less roguelike more team up and survive thing i'm Mm -hmm. like i don't know i'd have played it if it was like awesome single player or whatever but like isaac is cool because it's such a like in addition to just being pick up and play because of save states or suspend states i should say mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just a fun time and this looks like you know an evolution of the formula it looks like it's got a lot of zaniness inside of it i i like a devolver game and i just i'm kind of excited for this one cult of the lamb it's kind of a big surprise for me at gamescom so i'm i'm genuinely like looking forward to this one <laughs> yeah uh Oh man, I don't know. It's just it, w- the thing that honestly caught me uh, that caught me so off guard was just the main characters are so just like lovable. They look like yeah. your 
like most innocent creatures. And That's what I'm it, saying. <laughs> and it's so funny because tell me that the end part didn't got you. <laughs> I was laughing at the very end of the trailer where they got oh, a, yeah. the fox character wrapped up and they just throw him in a pit. Oh, it's like, guys. It's, it reminds me of Isaac because, you know, Isaac's a cute little yeah walking around and <laughs> just shooting tears at people. It's so, oh, that, I think the Empire was just really funny, though. But, yeah, this game, yeah. if I would say you're remotely interested in Isaac at all, this might be up your alley. Because it seems like you're yeah, very interested in it. Yeah, it does look similar. It. Another thing that was interesting that we've seen before is a game that was developed, I believe, by one person, Midnight Fight Train, uh, an isometric, like, brawler game. Kind mm-hmm. of looks similar to Disco Elysium graphically, but, like, I'm very impressed that this was made by one person. I mean, it's one person. I mean, some of the... My favorite game of all time, Prince of Persia, was made by one person. Jordan Mechner mm-hmm. was one... I even out of this world... Or slash another world was made at least by... At least two people, but one of them only did the sound. One person made that entire game. Yeah, I think Valhalla was made by three or four people, maybe five. So, yeah. like, small team games, even one person can come up with something that looks as cool as Midnight Fight Train. Like, yeah, it looks pretty polished for one it's, person. It's the, it's the definition of if you determine and you have the passion for it, it can be done. One person yeah. can actually do an entire game by themselves. They don't need a whole team of like or a whole company backing them up yeah and, and this was the one that kind of reminded me of like a hotline miami right mm-hmm. it was like that a, was i one? would say yeah. the sleeping dogs aspect of fighting it was sort of like a group of people you know try to beat you it's, on, it's sort of like a beat-em-up too i guess it's a group of people, obviously like yeah it's way through enemies but going around because how, how, i would say it's a beat-em-up then at this point it's like a yeah 3D, it looks, top it down looks very beat-em-up ish in yeah. style I would really, really like that. Would be the definition for me, at least. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like a good time, and you know these small development teams or single development teams are pretty hype when they come out with something that looks really good like that. <laughs> anyway, next up from Dot Emu, of course they did Streets of Rage Four. We got a new look at TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which is going to launch next year. And we got the reveal of a new character who I totally called April O'Neil. I'm hype. I'm hype. The trailer was awesome. It, it was. Like I said before, this looks like the actual evolution of the beat up into the modern day. It's got a lot of speed that we don't see in other things. Yeah, it's. I can see checkpoints in this. I can see unlimited lives in this. I don't think they're going to be like the quarter eaters like they were back in the 90s. Because when they ported them to console, they were one-for-one replicas. So they had to have that like cheap shots and low health and just like enemies just swarm you and do all this crazy stuff. So I can see the revive. Like they added a whole revive system and all that. Mm-hmm. With the pizza. Mm-hmm. Quick, smell this pizza. It's cheese and pepperoni. Get up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm also certain at this point that they're going to add more characters like a Casey Jones or maybe you can play a Shredder. Or maybe you can play a Splinter. The The possibilities are endless. Krang, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> oh, Stuff man. like that. I would actually like to see a Splinter. I think he would fit in. A Splinter more. would be really cool. Because this is like the classic uh, Ninja Turtles. I, I don't remember if Casey Jones was in the original. I think well, he was. They can put him in now. <laughs> I know. I grew. I, I grew up with. All right. So I grew up with the two thousand turtles. So I know Casey Jones for sure in that one. But mm-hmm. the eighties slash nineties one, I don't really remember if he was in it. I know he was in the movie. And while we're on the topic of characters being added to things, this isn't the only game that April O'Neil's being added to. Now, this was not at Gamescom. This was revealed like two hours before we recorded. April <laughs> O'Neil's going to be a Nickelodeon All Stars brawl. Oh man. 
<laughs> oh, and I'm getting confirmation that there will be another character added to Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. Is it Rudy from Chalk Zone? Bruh, if they don't add Rudy from Chalk Zone, I'm going to be mad. And Snap. Oh. Rudy, you got to draw something. Oh, that Chalk Zone void is now, after you watch the yeah. whole series, there's such a void I know, I finished now. Chalk Zone. It didn't have an ending. And now I moved on That's to Teenage the Robot. I know, That's it didn't have an ending. There's a Chalk Zone shaped void in my heart. But here's who's getting added. Cat dog. Cat dog. Cat dog. Cat uh, dog come on. I wonder how that's going to work, though. That's interesting. <laughs> They're adding very, some very interesting characters to this game. I'm sure there's a trailer. I just saw the pictures before we recorded. I did see the like, pictures. They too, added yeah. cat dog to this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, going back to Ninja Turtles, I've always wanted... I don't know. I mean, I, I applaud one-up games because there are getting some classic arcade games to, I guess, a little bit more easier mm. to, you know, get. But I yeah. would rather have these on, like, the PlayStation Store or, like, the Switch Store. Like, I can just buy it off the digital market and just have it on my console. Like the classic ones? Yeah, I would rather have the classic. Like, I would. I always yeah. wanted Turtles in Time uh, mm-hmm. on, like, modern-day consoles. But, you know, I'll take a new game in the franchise, honestly. I'd rather take that because it's a brand hey, new maybe game. maybe along with the release, like, they'll port them to the conflict the classic Maybe. ones that's happened with things before uh i remember kid icarus for the 3ds that was when they put kid icarus on the on the eShop or whatever the 3ds shop or you got a little thing for pre-ordering it whatever it so like this this could happen i mean it could but i'm really looking at you marvel versus superheroes or street fighter versus marvel heroes marvel versus oh. capcom one and two and, x-men and fighters like at, and, and, and I'm looking at Sega because they're putting Sonic <laughs> the Fighters in in uh, Lost Judgment, I think. But no Sonic Three and Knuckles with the original. I think that's that's gonna be my thing. Is Capcom, please release Marvel versus Capcom, <laughs> please. Capcom, please release Marvel versus Capcom Two, Two. on modern consoles. Please do and it. Convince Sega to please. release Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> please <laughs> release Shadow the. Oh, so many classic games are. That has to be another uh, another topic. We're going off topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monkey Ball Banana Mania. We got to look at some of the mini games. Actually, I believe we mm-hmm. got to look at all twelve. Uh, they look as Ooh. fun as ever. This one has a a pretty big, I guess, uh, character in it. A crossover. Oh yeah, I'm talking Morgana from Persona Five. <laughs> oh man, that was so random. Um, he looks so funny in the little ball. Yeah, I'm excited. I do think it's paid DLC. Is mm-hmm. what I read. So that's a, I'm a little upset about that. Because it's just a character, but like the the characters in Monkey Ball just keep stacking up. I'm just waiting for that Knuckles announcement. I imagine if they do add Knuckles and oh. maybe Kasuga from Like a Dragon, because they've already got Cosma. <laughs> so keep maybe. them coming, Sega. Now we got a look at a game you've played a bit of. Yeah, uh, they're starting their season zero Split Gate. I thought this is the first time I ever saw gameplay from it. I thought it looked pretty cool i like how thin the weapons look in split gate and this is like a halo mashup with portal multiplayer yeah that's the best way to really uh describe it as it's not your average first person pvp shooter it's more of a original like halo running i think is 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 still there but it's not as like heavy you don't really need to run you can still kind of walk uh aiming down sight uh 
does it happens only for like a few weapons. I don't think the shotgun you can even aim down sight. And the shotguns only have like four in the chamber and you can only So honestly, it's pretty fun. If this game was developed by a small team, they've done I applaud to them because this is a very fun game. I like how fast it looked. <laughs> yeah, it's free to play because the whole thing is that the portals you can teleport anywhere. If you want to go across the map, you can make a portal and go across the map. So uh and honestly i think the poll like oh but what if is the portal system that like you know like it does it affect the game that much honestly it doesn't i've played games where i've never used the portal system and i still do very well mm-hmm. it's not that like heavy into the whole portal system okay and still it, it shakes things up it, it's one mm-hmm. of the more unique examples i've i've because you know i've played a few free to play i played like rogue company mm-hmm. and i thought what set rogue company apart from everything is the fact that like cover was really important in rogue company i'm like i've never played a game where cover was all that important but this one just mm-hmm. looks like zippy and fun and i might give it a go which is wild free because to play, i don't yeah. usually give a free to play shooter a go but like this looks pretty decent <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty honestly it's pretty decent. It has it does have a jetpack system, but it's more towards Halo. And and so it's not uh-huh. that like annoying cuz there's there's a lo- like there was a whole like fad in like 2015 where every oh, every I'm... had like a jetpack and that was just I did not Battle like Front, that. 2015. Oh, Everyone man. used the jetpack card. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it was such a fad. but honestly this one's not even, it's more of less to get you up a level it's not really for you to fly across the map because it has very limited sure. like uh fuel so you'll use it very quick are microtransactions all cosmetic in this game uh i believe there are some unlockables i think i have locked a skin so i don't think all of it is marked but there is obviously because no, no, it is a free-to-play I game i mean there's no like pay-to-win happen. mechanics as far as you can tell uh no as far as i mean like i said i've even barely used the portal system i've i've gone games where yeah. i'm like 25 and like yeah i mean eight there's no reason for me to not give it a go. Yeah. So maybe free in the play, future here. Free to play. Now we got another trailer for uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, a game we've been seeing trailers of for a couple of years now, and it mm-hmm. is getting delayed until spring 2022. Oh. But we've got a lot of footage. <laughs> oh. I'm really excited for what we saw. The world map, you, all the planets you can go to is amazing. It looks like it's going to be a long game. I've heard there's going to be Mandalorian DLC and like Bad Batch DLC, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited for. And this is going to, like, shake up, I guess, the gameplay formula of LEGO games. It did have, a, like, a different feel to it. That yeah, and, agreed. Man, I'm so excited for this. Agreed. From looking just at the trailer alone, I could tell this is not your regular uh, LEGOs game. This was going to be something completely different. They're upping it. They're upping yes. the stakes with the LEGO games. Um, I've always loved LEGO Star Wars. We've talked about this before. But, um, yeah, not much to say aside from go check out the trailer. It's a real treat. And get ready for another long wait because this was supposed to come out like this spring like spring 2021 but here we are here we are at the <laughs> middle of summer <laughs> and it's oh uh, it's been delayed till potentially like next march or something so we'll keep up on it i can't remember what synced was that was like a shooter too right i don't even remember what synced was i'm gonna be honest with you if i don't remember it that means i was not even remotely interested in it yeah <laughs> I can't remember what Synced was. I'm going to look this up. But I do remember Outlast Trials, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of Outlast, but you are. Uh, 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 I was a fan of Outlast 1 a little bit. I did see that it did have the typical jump scare, you know, stuff like that. I prefer 2 way more. 2 is way more uh, psychological horror. It messes with my head. It messes with my head so much that it's... 
I love it when horror, when people who do any type of horror, is not the jump scares that leave a, an impression on you and they make you fear the most. It's your imagination. All that stuff just kind of gives you that, like, you know, your mind is making these scenarios that aren't true. But like I said, your imagination is, is the scariest part of these things that make you think that it's real or make you believe that you see things or stuff like that. So 2 is basically kind of like that. I don't know how this one is. I don't know if it's a VR only game or it, it, it's like VR compatible and you can get it, you know, first person and just play it all the way through. I hope that's the case. I hope it's not a VR only game. I mean, you know how I feel about the first person horror games. Mm-hmm. I think they're a little corny. I think Village. That's just me. But Village is Village took village a lot to make it, it's purpose. good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it took a lot to get to you. Yeah, like it's corny on purpose. Like they know exactly what they're doing to make the villains like comic book supervillains in 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 resident evil village but more on that when we do our our special in in in, in october oh i think synced was that like zombie-esque type of game third person over the shoulder game i think like futuristic or whatever yeah synced off planet i know it was a futuristic one i think it's like sort of i think it's like a zombie horde game like days gone or something it's like future Ah. it's sort of futuristic and sort of zombie that's why I'm looking at these photos of it. Well, you know it's sort of futuristic, but not zombie? What we got? Dokev. Dokev. Oh, Dokev. The longest trailer. Oh, no, wait. I would say the Death Stranding trailer is longer, but I digress. I don't like how the characters look in this game. But I do like everything else about it, including the, like, rainbow flashes of colors that seem to emanate from every, like, attack that goes on I, the yeah. This looks like a very polished game. <laughs> I liked the background. I liked the, the locations. I did not like how the characters looked in this at all. I'm very confused. I did not like it. I, I got a very, like, Balin Wonderworld vibe from the character design. But, it, like, the world and the colors. I was, was and the, just, like... the details are very I was good. watching on my phone. I was like, yeah, the details are, are good. Reminds me kind of like Pokemon. Yeah, I... I, I I don't know, it's like, the characters remind me of just, like, they're trying to make it look like a simple, like, child game, but at the same time, the world was just, was honestly very detailed and looked very interesting, but I don't know if I can get over that character design. It's just, I don't think I could overlook that while playing it, so I don't think I might pass on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep my eye out on it, because it looks like it's right up my alley as far as, like, style. But we have seen things both on the podcast and off that are right up my alley in terms of style. And then the gameplay. I'm looking mm-hmm. at you. Don't my cry, Favre. Which is boy. like, people love the gameplay of that. But man, Switch Devil May Cry we'll in general. We'll get to it. We'll get to Devil May Cry. I promise. Will you ever talk about Devil May Cry? We'll get to it. We got to talk about Jurassic World Evolution 2. Ah, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Yes. Um. I will admit I'm kind of disappointed. Oh. This doesn't seem like a sequel. This just seems like DLC. Didn't we say that when this first got announced? Yeah, this could have easily been DLC for the first one. I don't think this should... Like I said, the reason why I'm saying this, don't get me wrong, I'm very excited for this game. I'll probably get it and play it. It's not very... It's not quite often you get a quality park builder game and then back-to-back another one. Like... The first one, like Operation Genesis, there was never. I think Evolution was the sequel to that one, like spiritually wise. But like, I don't know. Like I said, all the Jurassic Park games I've come out recently have all been just park builders. All been just dinosaur park builders, and you're managing the parks and all. Like you know, like Roller Coaster Tycoon. And I'm 
very much just like where are the, all the other types of games like the last one i believe that wasn't a, a park builder was the tell tells games yeah. which is a soft cannon towards the the series which and is basically the lego just, game. Yeah. and then the lego game but everything gets a lego tie-in at this point sure so i'm just looking at bro you know how much fun it would be if there was a dinosaur fighter game like uh i think it was warpath i think that's what's called from the ps1 Jurassic park warpath oh yeah that one was a dinosaur, a, and you fight yeah, other dinosaurs. You fight other dinosaurs. You can play as a T Rex and fight another T Rex, and it was so much fun. And I'm missing those type of like Jurassic Park games. I would love a new Turok. Oh, imagine, <laughs> like, imagine, like the NES game. Right? Was a was a adventure shooter survive, mm-hmm. and like, what if that was all modern and 3D, and you know, it was that you have to survive the yeah. whole park and like use tranquilizer darts to stop them. I don't know. There's just so much other genres that Jurassic Park just is not taking. They're just making more I'm park builders. I'm surprised that they're going for a sequel to Evolution. Yes. Uh, I do like desert, new desert location, water, aquatic dinosaurs. There was like, I think Rugoffs was in the trailer, maybe. I think that's what, it, or it might have been Majungasaurus. The little, the, the, I, the kind of sort of, I know Allosaurus is in it. We saw it in that trailer, but uh, at least bigger, uh, flying dinosaurs they have a whole like aviation area yeah like but like i said i feel like this could have been dlc more than a sequel mm-hmm. but if i get to see more gameplay and it does look completely different and it has better graphics and more details because it does seem like the park does evolve over time is not like a stationary oh, yeah. looking park it does evolve with the time it goes maybe so. they're holding their cards close to their chest maybe they're holding off on revealing some surprises but it is coming out this year it is coming out in mm-hmm. november We'll, we'll hopefully we get another trailer to see more gameplay. I want to see a, a, just a strict gameplay trailer to detail what are, what's new. Now you mentioned park builders, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna quickly glance over Vampire Blood Hunt, which didn't really look great to both of us. No, I'm sure it'll be fine if you like that type of game, but it, it didn't look like it did much for me. But we got Park Beyond, uh, Namco Bandai's take on on a park building simulator, and it looks mm-hmm. like just roller coaster tycoon but like make everything zany and wild and fun and all kinds of stuff yeah it looks uh, pretty good it's a park builder <laughs> i mean park builders are fun though i mean i've poured hours into evolution is it i find it i find it calming for me i find it calming yeah because you like, just people build what find you want slime rancher calming and look at me i'm getting stressed out by it people find That's stardew true. valley calming and i'm like no there's time limits and i mean like you gotta keep up with me i'm like no <laughs> i think i messed something up the last time i played jurassic world evolution and peep it was raining and they couldn't get in the shower that like a dinosaur was loose or something and i was like everything is going wrong help i mean i played jurassic world evolution so i, I find know. it very calming like i just find that whole because it i i understand if it's like very detailed and it's too much and it's just like oh but it's very simple and honestly i find it very common because you just do what you want build your own park i'm still gonna have you help me plat that game one day <laughs> it's very easy it's not that difficult oh yeah we got another look at jet the far shore um i believe as of this podcast being out there is gameplay of this up it's it's an adventure game and we really haven't seen what it is or like what it's about or how you play it but there should be some gameplay up by now but th- this is something we've been seeing since like i believe around the announcement of the ps5 so not much to say about that 
What I will say quickly is that Horizon Forbidden West got delayed till February 18th, 2022, but they finally, finally, finally dropped the announcement that the 60 frames patch for the first game, which most people I'm sure claimed for free if they didn't have it already from the summer of games thing that they did or this play at home initiative, whatever it was. I'm so hyped to finally at least try this game again, but at 60 frames because like it makes a difference in in a game. Yes. Like Like I said, I really hope a lot of these late PS4 games get updates because some of them deserve it. I understand if it's a, a frame issue in the sense of, the game will like be a bloodborne if it's not in 30 because there's some games like that where yeah or like i think like san andreas has that yeah. problem where if it's not in 30 frames it Tensei doesn't 3. actually perform well so i understand that part but looking at you red dead i doubt red dead I'm plays at, at 30 you. on pc arthur that's the last game i think we've ever asked to have a 60 frames patch i know i think most of the most of the dream Ghost, of the 60 frames dream Death Stranding. is like yeah, I mean, even PS4 copy of Cyberpunk runs at 60 on a PS5, and it's not even gotten yeah. its update yet. Who knows when that's coming? So yeah, 60 frames. Rockstar. Come on now. There's a few more Gamescom news bits we got. We got a new Marvel mobile game, Future Revolution. Uh, we did. We did I've not actually looked at this, but game. I thought the trailer was all right. <laughs> it was a cool trailer, I guess, but a lot of mobile games do have cool trailers. I mean, yeah, there's what was the other one that that was on here? It was a mobile game, a Tales. It's one of the Tales. A Tales. Games. There we go. Yeah, they that, that's Luminera a mobile game plus a console. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. See Marvel. I don't see versus Capcom on there, so I'm not interested. <laughs> and I don't see a two at the end of it, so not even more interested anymore. And I don't see Avengers for PS5 update. Spider Man, come on. He's coming. Don't worry. More importantly than that, though, Fall Guys Jungle Book crossover. We're getting Mogwai. Uh, Shere Khan and Baloo in the kudos shop and there's going to be a King Louie skin given away as a a live event that lasts I believe like nine days so I'm looking forward to that I like a good crossover now we should touch on the golden hot dog very very briefly it was a very difficult event ended up <laughs> like mm-hmm. very oh. people were <laughs> very competitive hot. over the uh, weekend <laughs> the golden hot dog I mean we got that- him we got him, but I was splitting hairs cost? nearly at the end. <laughs> I know I did the event twice because I was like, "I want to help you do yours," but I'm also gonna like try to do it early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, oh, we man. both got it. It's a very shiny yes. golden hot dog skin for for our fall guy. I'm, Bring it I'm back. Happy. Some people deserve to get it. They did say it was gonna repeat, so two days is too short for a live event. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. It, should have been a week. Uh, it, it turns very stressful, and and I can only win when I'm not under pressure of like you got to win Fall Guys this weekend. You got to win it. Like I can win five rounds in a day, any other day. <laughs> but when it's like time sensitive pressure, let's like nope, be the second to last one out in a lost temple or a thin ice or whatever. All the mess ups. Anyway, <laughs> Aloy from Horizon is coming to Genshin Impact, uh, a game I I. I Wish I could have gotten into, but I'm not big on gotcha mechanics. But I always say, Robert, it's like Breath of the Wild, but better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I tried it, but nah. Not I think for we me. both tried it for like an hour, and I, I tried it for like a minute. Yeah, I was yeah. like, nah. Sifu, February twenty second, two thousand twenty two, a game I think we are both interested in. I am very interested in it. Uh, another type of one of those alley down 
beat em ups. Mm-hmm. Like I says, I guess is a way you can describe it as. And we find out that each time you get quote unquote beaten up or quote unquote have to restart because you died, you basically your character yeah, gets your character older. ages. This was something so, that showed in the last trailer, and it, it it continues to look like a really good game. Like I was saying yesterday, the environments I really like the environments. Mm-hmm. I do like the environments. Hopefully, it's it's simple. Uh, button inputs it's not like crazy like actual like fighter inputs yeah i think you alienate maybe your audience if you make it overly complicated don't mm-hmm. make it like it looks like a simple combat system make it a simple combat system like the game has a presentation that seems like they'll make this accessible or maybe have difficulty modes or different input modes like a simple input mode that you could like switch on if you didn't feel like pulling off complex combos or something like devil may cry has that ghost of tsushima has that so that's always something that uh would be cool even fighting games mm-hmm. have it um arc system works has like an auto combo thing in like p4 arena i'm sure strive mm-hmm. has it stuff like that dragon ball fighters has it yeah fighters has it so you can look cool and not have to yeah, learn just... how to look <laughs> Basically, don't alienate your audience. Don't make it yeah. that difficult, but also don't make it just simple. It's just a one-button input. You know, yeah. be like Ghost, where Ghost, it's triangle for heavy and then uh, square mm-hmm. for your strikes. And then if you press triangle and circle, you get to do a really cool move or, you know, just stuff like that just makes it yeah. where it's not simple, but at the same time, it's not difficult either because then, you know, you have to learn all these move sets and figure out what to do. Yeah. Last but not least... Death Stranding Director's Cut got a lengthy new trailer highlighting some of the new features in this game. And yes, you can do stunts on your bike in Death Stranding Director's Cut. It's called Press X for Ultra Extreme. It's the coolest thing ever. Press also talk about the leg jetpacks. Oh like my jump god. Mechanic. Like, yeah, I the saw the ramp on the last trailer, but there's like a new jetpack leg thing where you can land and yeah. not have everything break. And it's like I'm like, this is cheating. Like I spent hours making pathways to get across the part he just leapt over (laughs) building bridges and stuff it's like maybe this is like since death stranding's world depends on how many people are playing death stranding because other people's structures will show up in your game like maybe this is the solution to oh i'm gonna come back to death stranding at the end Mm -hmm. of the ps5 life cycle but no one else is like super into it at that point well you've got the jet boots if you don't want to have to like worry about other people's bridges or or like roads coming away yeah uh what, what else do you add i mean they added some type of i guess you can refight boss battles i had to close yeah. my eyes for that part not because it's scary but because i haven't finished the game so i don't want to be spoiled well there are pretty scary bosses in this game <laughs> i mean i don't know about that i like the racing mode just gonna put that out there it's ridiculous and i love it the whole trailer, all the new things they're adding are very ridiculous in the best possible way. You know I love Death Stranding. Listener, go back and listen to our, our second part of the top 10 PS4 games we did, you know, last November. It's, Death Stranding is one of my favorite games of all time. I think only bested on PS4 for me by Persona 5 and Ghost of Tsushima. So I am very much looking forward to the director's cut. It is a $10 upgrade to the digital deluxe if you own the PS4 version. And I gotta say, what a deal after after watching this trailer. Talk about a $10 upgrade. Yeah. That's, that's real good. I gotta say. Bravo. And the 60 frames on top of it all. I think that's the most important thing. I almost want to say I'd pay $10 for, to have this game in 60 frames, but they're throwing all this cool stuff on top of it. <laughs> anyway, Jeff ended opening night live by 
announcing that he'll be in the Muppets Haunted Mansion special on Disney+. Plus. I like a good Disney+. Plus. I like a good Haunted Mansion. I like a good Muppets. And I like a good Jeff Keighley. So that's like a couple of things. All thousand and one thing that, that, that I enjoy. But Robert, it wouldn't be... You know, it wouldn't be news without a Nintendo Direct rumor. Oh, what type of Nintendo Direct rumor we got today? You know it's sponsored, of course. By Robert's Game Tip of the Week. Oh. <laughs> it's for the classic Game Boy Advance game, Gunstar Superheroes. Alright, so Robert's Game Tip of the Week. Game Tip of the Week. Today's tip, make sure you brush twice a day and floss once a day. I think that's going to help. I mean, I, I, I mean, with the game, how it goes, I feel like that should help in general. Yeah, it's, with like, it's probably going to help me with the fifth do. level, I think. That's a good tip I think for so. the fifth level. Especially that boss battle in like the fifth level. Ooh. Oh, that's oh going to help. Oh, my. All right. Well, our game this week is, if I'm reading this correctly, Donkey Kong Skate Park Squad. DK Island, a peaceful, quaint little place. A tropical paradise made for Donkey Kong and his family. A lush, beautiful... Yeah, yeah. Hear me out. I'm Skateboard Salamander, and I'm bringing chaos in my wake. This island me and my crew have found is perfect for the skate park we've been trying to build. Don't get in our way. Me and the skate park squad are taking over. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get to work. Bring in the heavy machinery. Tear this forest down. Long live the king, because Donkey Kong is back in his most extreme adventure yet. Take on the skate park squad and their devious leader in the first ever skateboarding game starring the DK crew. Funky Kong's long-lost brother, Tony Kong, bestows upon our heroes mythical skateboards capable of challenging the fearsome enemies threatening to tear the entirety of DK Island down, turning it into an industrial skate park on a massive scale. Skate through perilous levels and a true and speedy rendition of the 3D platformer infused with skateboarding madness. Earn points through daring tricks and collect the letters K-O-N-G along the way as you fulfill a vast array of additional challenges. Take on enemies in levels or in massive skateboard arenas where only one can step out alive. Each playable Kong has strengths and weaknesses, making every choice important in this wild adventure. Donkey Kong gets mad air and can do continuous flips and spins as he launches through trees. Diddy Kong's rocket-powered skateboard allows him to gain intense speed in order to launch into chains of unimaginable combos. Dixie Kong's hair allows you to prolong not only jumps and spins, but grinds as well as the score rises consistently no matter how fast you're going on the rail. Funky Kong is so extreme he uses two skateboards. There's tons of characters to play as, including Tony Kong himself, the world's greatest skateboarding champion. In addition to Adventure Mode, there's Skate Park Mode, a dreamlike mode where our two dueling teams work together to create 10 of the world's greatest skate parks designed from the ground up with their own unique challenges and environments. There's even a skate park underwater. Customize your skater clothes, your boards, wheels, and more with hundreds of options and take your creations online for head-to-head fun. There's also a park and environment editor so you can create and share with your friends or this whole big skating world. Be on the lookout for the expansion pass, where a few familiar foes show up once more, this time as playable characters. Challenge us if you dare, denizens of DK Island. It's Donkey Kong Skateboard Squad, the Nintendo Switch's most radical adventure. I like a Donkey Kong Skateboard Squad. I mean, talk about, you know, a Funky Kong being, you know, being funky, you know how he is. Yeah. 
and his long lost brother Tony Kong. <laughs> Tony Clearly Kong. a reference. I like how you collect the letters K O N G through the levels, like in a level of say a, a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, you collect the letters for skate in the level. So it seems like they're lifting a few things from the genre and applying it to a very classic feeling Nintendo 3D platformer that also has a, a free skate mode. It sounds like. I mean, I mean, DK's always been a, a rad. Anything that's rad, DK's always been kind of tied to with that. That's yeah. all I gotta say with that. And I like how they're. The character you choose affects certain, you know, variables of the stages. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what Funky Kong using two skateboards does. Is he, like, riding one skateboard with his feet and, like, he has one on his head and maybe he can spin upside down? That seems, you know, something new funky mode enough for a Donkey Kong skateboarding game. And, you know, I like Dixie Kong. She's cool. Uh, slowing down a, a, like a rail grind but still earning the same amount of points like when i play tony hawk's pro skater i always kind of do like a like a grind but i try to slow it down because i'm bad at that game and mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the points just keep going up as long as you're on on the rail or you're you know grinding the half pipe or something so skateboarding games are hard i'm gonna put that out there so i'm thinking whatever development team does this will put a very unique and approachable spin to it being donkey kong a game that can be challenging but is also family friendly so i am very much looking forward to the skate park squad seeing these new villains in action seeing what kind of story advances the whole dk narrative i mean talk about the last dk radical game was like that jetpack bongo like yeah yeah racing the one for the wii Mm-hmm. Barrel Blast? What was it called? Barrel, Barrel Blast? I remember yeah, I Barrel rented Blast. it back in the day from Hollywood Video, where I used to rent all my Wii games. Oh, Hollywood Video. I don't even think most of the people on here remember Hollywood Video. <laughs> I remember a Hollywood Video. I remember when Blockbuster, but I've never been in one. You've never been in a Blockbuster? Nope, never been I used to rent games from Blockbuster for my Wii. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh GameCube games like the Transformers Armada game. That was I'm, a good game. Do you, do you think that that one blockbuster that still exists? I forgot where it's at, but it's, there is one that still exists. Do you the think one that they got have turned like into a game? hotel? Yeah, it's like a no. It's like an Airbnb. You can spend like the night uh, and yeah. all that, and like the night get a '90s feel. But I wonder if they rent out games. Can I get them to rent me a copy of the Transformers Armada game for the GameCube? I'm not gonna lie, it was a really cool game. I liked it a lot. <laughs> oh man, I mean, we'll see. I digress. I digress. I was going to say, I used to rent WarioWare Smooth Moves for the Wii from that Hollywood video, and I've been playing the demo of the of the Switch one, but we're going to have to save that for next week. <laughs> That's a ne- yeah, there, there'll be some stuff to talk about, quite a few games to talk about next week, including uh, some progress on Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. But for now, would you say we've handled this Gamescom-filled episode? Yeah, for Gamescom and what we got out of it, yeah, I think that should wrap it up. All right. So, as always, we'd like to thank you guys so much for listening. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave a good rating and review. Download an episode. Subscribe. Every little bit helps. Um, If you don't like Apple, we're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. Links will always be up on our Twitter. That's at Markers on the Map. Please give us a follow. And, well, I guess there's not much left to say besides what we always say. And that is that the real Gamescom 2021 was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.